God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that through Him the world might be saved. Starting in this past January, the Lord, Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, keep it simple, keep things simple because we're going to have to get down to the nuts and bolts of what we believe. You know, the church back in the 80s and 90s took on a certain characteristic because that was the fashion at the time. But the church goes through phases. We all go through phases in our life. But the most important thing is what is the framework of who we are? The simple, there's a fella across the street on, on Roney Lane, uh, right across the street, he's building a garage. And I stopped by and talked to him because he's gonna push our dirt back in the holes and everything else. But I've watched that garage develop. First there was uh, him with these bobcatchers smoothing out the ground and stuff like that. But then you could see it start to take shape there's a word in construction when you use wood, it's called framing. Framing is the true essence, the foundation of what goes on there. What people see is not, they might see the end product, but there's a whole lot that goes into it before you ever get to that point. And so in, in uh, Psalm 103, I just want to, uh, verse uh, 14, Sophie, if you could put that, I think it's, it says this, Psalm 103 and verse 14. We okay back there? Well, I'll read it. Verse 14 says, for he knows our frame. He knows our frame. And you know, our frame is the underlying part that supports the construction. It, it's the standard and it's the structure that gives shape. So our faith is like a framework of who we really are. We build on the foundation of he's the chief cornerstone. That's where our faith starts. So it says he knows our frame. He knows what we're capable of. And sometimes we don't see the possibilities that, that God sees in us because of all the things that go on in life that tries to set us back and we live in a certain kind of world. But he said, I'll never allow more to happen to you than you can bear. You can be assured of that. But sometimes we gotta, we got to find out what we're made of. When tough times come and when problems come in our life, there's a demand that, that we need to know the framework. It's just not the finished product that everybody else sees because sometimes the finished product gets blemishes and it gets uh, things and people will say, well, I don't, like, I don't like how that looks. But the framework is what's important. And he knows your frame today. He knows my frame. You know, when you're down and, and things aren't exactly matching up to what the 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 word says and you kind of feel like well man what's going on here 
that's when we really get down to know who we are, what we're made of, what are we made of, what's, what's our foundation today? Our foundation is our faith in God. Now faith is. Now faith is. He knows what you can handle. He knows what you're capable of. But above and beyond that, He knows what He wants you to be and what He can turn you into if you'll submit yourself to Him. I believe everybody has a purpose. I believe that you are part of God's great plan. There's no throwaways in this room. Nobody in this room was created just to wander this earth and not experience the goodness of God. For He so loved you and me that He gave. He knows our frame. When we lived in Mexico in the early days, and this was really brought home to me, and Larry, uh, Larry will appreciate that because he's a GM fella. We would drive back and forth so many times to be in Morelia, and, and Morelia is about 13 hours south of the border in Texas. And I'll never forget, Tony was... Um, at various times, we had uh, the sons with us. And one day, we're driving down the road, and we get outside of Monterey, Mexico, which is like two hours into it. And all of a sudden, we see this crate going down the road. And what it was is, and it was the funniest thing you ever seen, because they were making the frame, the frame of whatever this was going to be, they were making it in Monterey, but for some reason, they were shipping the framework to another city to get the finished product, the, the appearance put on it at the end. And, and we laughed so hard because it's the first time we had seen just a chassis with wheels on it and a guy sitting on a, cardboard, on a, on a wooden pallet with goggles on driving that thing it had no protection no nothing and i got to thinking about all we saw was and and it was so funny because we would go back in october sometimes and it was when the monarch butterflies were migrating and the windshield would be completely full and these guys are sitting on this box driving this thing with monarch butterflies coming out of a million miles an hour and, got it, and i thought Whoever thought of something like this? They had to drive that frame. They had to drive that frame and ride it. And you could ask, we didn't know what kind of truck it was going to be. It could have been a Dodge. It could have been a, a Chevy. It could have been a Ford. hope not. But anyhow. Now I'm in trouble, ain't I? And you would see that poor guy. We felt so sorry for that guy that had to drive that, that truck with no, no windshield, no nothing, just him and his goggles. You know, he's going down the road. And, but that truck had a destination. It was heading somewhere, and the guys at the other end of the line knew once they put the outside on that chassis that, that it would turn into a truck, whatever kind of truck it was going to be, Ford, Chevy, or whatever else. So 
It took pieces to put that together. Why they didn't do it in all one plant, I don't know. I don't understand car manufacturing. But when you see, you know, some cars uh, have the same platform, but they're different cars. And so Matt will always say, well, that, that's got the same kind of chassis that that's got. You know, we're all in this race that God has given us. And we have a destination, every one of us. We don't know what the finished product is going to be. We're just kind of like that guy just driving because we know we got a destination somewhere. And sometimes you got to wipe the bugs off your goggles and the bugs off your windshield. And you got to eat some bugs sometimes too. That guy had no protection. And I thought, that poor guy, what a job that he's got. But he was part of the plan of putting that truck together. It was in sequence. And we go through things in our life and we don't want to understand it. Why do I got to drive six hours with bugs in my teeth and everything else? Why do I got to catch COVID? I thought I was invincible. But in the progress of things, God sees the finished product that we don't see. I don't know what them trucks turned into. I just knew that there was a top. There was the finished product to be sent to be focused on, although that finished product meant nothing without a foundation under it, without a frame under it. That was the essence of that truck, not what you saw, but the motor and the wheels and the chassis, that's what you saw. Well, they were heading for a destination to make it the finished product. That's what we're doing. We're heading somewhere and he wants us to be a finished product. And no matter what bugs get in our teeth or how our glasses get fogged up or how weak we feel, we're going to make it to the end where we're going to see what God intended us to be. And 1 John, listen to what 1 John says real quick. I promise you I wouldn't preach, and I'm not. This ain't really preaching yet. For God so loved the world. And then he says in there, he says, First uh, John chapter 3 and verse 1 says this. Behold what manner of love. For God so loved. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. That we should be called the sons of God. Think about that a minute. That's how much he loves us. That we can be called the sons of God. And once you have that revelation of Jesus Christ in your life, you become a son and daughter of the Most High God. And people might think you're this or you're failing in this area. But listen, he knows our destination. He knows where he's taking us. And he knows what that finished product is going to look like. So we have to trust in that. And what the initial thing, like starting that engine, is to know that he's bestowed what manner of love would send a man a God-man to a cross to bear the sins of many so that we might be saved. What manner of man would that be? Wow. He says he's bestowed this great love that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world really doesn't know us because it doesn't know him. Don't expect the world to be on board with you. We need to be on board with the final destination and the finished product. That's our blueprint. That's our plan. And then it says in verse 2, Beloved, now we are the sons of God. 
Raise your hand if you're a son or daughter of God. We are the sons of God. Just like that truck was going to be a Ford or a Chevy or whatever it be. And they were going to deliver it. And somebody else in the line, as Harold said, was going to put the finishing touches on it. But we are the sons of God. We are made in his image. He said, let us make man in our image. I'm a representation of God. I might not always look like it. I might have dents and flats sometimes. But I am a son of God, and so are you, and that sustains you. Amen? I'm not preaching. It says, and beloved, we are the sons of God, and it does not yet appear like that truck what we shall be. doesn't appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear... When we get, when he comes back for his church, or he comes back for you, or he comes back for me, whatever time that is in God's timeline, I don't know the answer to everything. And we got to realize that we are imperfect people with a perfect message. We're heading somewhere. And whether people understand what's going on or not, this is where we're heading. We're heading toward the finished product. We don't even know, eyes not seen or ear heard, what God has prepared for us. But we know, since we're made in His image, if we persevere to the end and hold on to the horns of the altar, we shall, when He shall appear, I'm going to be like Him. I'm going to be like Him. And Him don't get sick. And Him ain't broke. And you say, well, we do. Well, we don't know yet what the finished product's going to look like. But we keep our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You got to keep the goggles clean, the bugs in your teeth. No matter what goes on around you, you got to say, I'm delivering this chassis from Monterey to Montawala, and I'm going to drive it there. This is what God gave me to do, and this is what I'm going to do. And somebody will see that truck later on down the road and never realize what we saw when we first saw it. Just think of the journey that the Lord has got you on. How glorious it is. And people might look at us and judge the finished product or what they see represented. But you know what makes us what we are? Is what the framework is. What we're going to become. He's framing that house. In these walls, there's two by fours. In these walls here in this church, you don't see them, but that's what supports the structure. And there's a foundation under it. One more scripture. And I didn't preach today. Say amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter chapter 11, verse 10. Well, you can start there. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Keep going, Sophie. Before by it, the elders obtained a good report. I'm going to read it out of the... the uh, go down, if you would, Sophie, to verse... Uh, Verse 10. Hebrews 11, 10. 
Talking about the faith of Abraham. It says, in verse 9 says, By faith he, he sojourned in a land of promise in a strange country, dwelling in tents and tabernacles with Isaac. That was these boys. And listen, sometimes the call of God on your life involves your whole family, your boys and everybody else. And they have to have the same principles built into them that you might not be seeing the finished project here, but I'm working on the framing right now. The framing is to support this thing. And then look what he says. He's, uh, his sons were involved. But in verse 10, he looked for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. In other words, we're going to a place that's builder and maker is God. And he laid the framework when he hung on Calvary and said, this is how much I love you. That's the framing. That's what the walls are attached to. The, the word says that the heavens and the earth were framed by the word of God. He said, let there be light. And there was light. Yeah. So if you're in this place today and you're, you just feel like you don't have anything going on, just say, God, shed your light in my life. Let me see the so part. Give me a glimpse of what's going on and that I can be confident in. And then he says, we need to believe in a, a place where the builder and maker is God. Now go down to verse 12. I'm not preaching. <laughs> verse 13. I'm sorry, Sophie. Verse 13. Verse 13. This is the chapter of faith that talks about the faith. And, I, and God told me the other day that some of these guys went through a lot more than I've ever went through. And all these people died. It says they died not having received the promise. These are the heroes of our faith, the framework of our faith. And they died and they, they heard promises. You guys got promises in your life. And I'm going to tell you what, you stay close to the Lord and he'll deliver on those promises. But you got to get the truck from Monterey to Monawala to get the finished product on it. And it says, they died not having received the promise but having seen them afar off, that guy driving that truck, eating them bugs and cleaning his goggles off, he had to keep an eye on where he was heading. And so many in the faith get shipwrecked because they get their eye off. And we got a rabbit trail here and a rabbit trail there. And they don't keep the gospel simple. But here's the key, and I got to quit. But having seen them afar off, and what here... Here's the two by fours in the walls. Okay. It says, and they were persuaded. They were persuaded that the foundation that they were building on, the chief cornerstone, they were persuaded in their own life. Problems, yes, but I'm persuaded. And I believe that I've delivered things unto him and he's going to keep them. I've got a destination with him. I'm driving this thing and I'm going to deliver to the next step in the process, which is your sons and your daughters. Thank God today that you've delivered the next person in the process. It's like you built the platform. 
You built the chassis, and now you're shipping it down the road, and they're going to put the finishing touches, the pretty on it. They're going to put the pretty on it. And look what it says. We must be persuaded. Three things here. They were persuaded of the things that God promised them. The next thing is, and they embraced them. Jeff, give Kathy a hug. Isn't that a sweet embrace? All right, you can quit now. (laughs) No, 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 no. We got to embrace the framework. We got to embrace it. We got to keep on looking toward it. We must be persuaded of it that where we're going is going to bring fruit, it's going to bring purpose. And then it says we must embrace. If you do what God really tells you to do sometimes, it's hard to embrace that thing. It's hard to embrace sickness. But I know in whom I have believed. It's hard to embrace it when you preach healing and everything else. And you come to a point where you say, hey, God, what's going on here? You know what? What I think does not change one iota of what heaven is like or what it's going to be like. Because the framework is what he built, not what I built. I'm the window dressing, if you can believe that. But I got a frame that I operate within. So, Lord, today, we need to be persuaded of where we're going. We need to embrace what God wants. And it might not always be what we want, but when we figure out what he wants, then we embrace it. And lastly, it says, because they were persuaded and embraced some things and confessed that they were strangers. The confession. The confession. Are you persuaded today? Are you embracing what God wants to do in your life? And are you confessing? Darlene can drive me crazy sometimes when I'm not feeling well. And she's so positive all the time. You ever have anybody around you like that who's just like, is it going to be all right? (laughs) And I'm not preaching. You ever have somebody around you like that that you're laying on a sick bed and you just want to jump off the roof and they come bouncing in the room? Hey. It's just like when you're running a marathon and you got 26 miles to go, and I've done a few of them. But then they have relay teams, which is they break it into four sections. So one person runs the first six point something, and there's four stages of it. Well, they're on a team and they're all going, and you've been running for 20 miles with no help. And it seems like God doesn't even know where you are. You hit a wall or whatever else. And about the 20-mile mark, here comes Susie Bell with her ponytail going, 
She just got into the race and she's going, isn't this great? Aren't you having a good, I want to kill you. But guess what? She went on just bouncing. But I got to the finish line. I made it to the finish line. And sometimes the course is set before us can get difficult. And sometimes we hit the wall. But it says, brethren, it does not yet. It's not evident what we're going to be. But we're going to be like him when he appears. That's what keeps you going. That's what keeps you in God's house. That's what keeps you... Loving your kids when they're having issues that they shouldn't be having, you see them bringing it on themselves. You got to point them to the finish line. Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And sometimes you'll have to run the course alone, but you'll reach the finish line. Amen. I didn't preach today. Say, thank God for that. We want to welcome our visitors today. Okay. Which I feel like a visitor after three weeks. <laughs> it was just food. <laughs> so you're going to make it. Let me ask you this question. Are you going to make it? Yes. We're looking for a city whose builder is God. Yeah. And he's laid the framework. And what is the framework that he's given us to work within? This right here. That's our foundation. That's our framework. Yep. Just sometimes we mess it up. Yeah, when we get too complicated, we mess it up. But his promises are yea and amen, and they are yes, eternal. They are. Amen. Anna and Ellie, would you come up here, please? Would you bring her real quick? We're glad you're here today with us. Good to see Manny and Melba. I haven't seen you in a long, long time. God bless you all. Oh, yeah, there's Teddy. She was here for the funeral. Teddy's here. Amen. What are you up here for? <laughs> Your birthday. Well, harken back to when you was this age and somebody would sing happy birthday to you and you were just so proud. So this is your day. Happy birthday. We love you. Here's your birthday card. You're welcome. We love you. And the church is going to sing to you. Just you're the only one up here, and it's all for you, okay? All right. Jeremy, start us off, will you? Hananel means strong tower. It's in the Old Testament, strong tower. Well, we have other people that are visiting with us today. Welcome here to God's house. This is who we are and this is what we do. We just worship the Lord. Amen. It gets pretty, pretty crazy sometimes, but, but God knows, doesn't he? Amen.
Is everybody in here saved today? Has everybody in here got a destination? Has anybody here reached perfection yet? But do you have the hope of perfection? Because we're living for a city that's a builder and maker is God. He set the framework. We work within it. It makes our job so much easier. Behold what manner of love he has bestowed upon us. God's kingdom is the blueprint of his kingdom is love. Everything starts from there. When we first started the orphanage, we had $5. And I don't want to focus. It's not about me. But one day, Anna, we thought she was going to be a pastor. And I said, Anna, you want us to build you a church? She said, actually, I want to. I grew up in an orphanage, and I want to build a place for kids to live that are orphans. And uh, she said, would you help me? And I said, yeah, I got a little bit of money. This is a true story. I said, I got a little bit of money. And because uh, she knew I knew some people. And uh, at the time, I had $5 in my pocket. Got built because the framework was laid by him. Just think of all the mechanisms that had to be gone through for us to even know her through the kegels and through Pastor Cleddy and through this and all, all this fitly joined together, which comes up to the building of God.